You found Health Dose, a conversational podcast focused on your health and well being. I'm Jerry O'Donnell, and on this episode of Health Dose, we're going to meet a woman who found herself overseas with a debilitating hip injury who tried everything available to her before finding answers and relief here at home. Dr. James Lewis is an orthopedic surgeon with MidMichigan Physicians Group. Dr. Lewis sees patients at the 555 West Wackerly Building in Midland. Kathy Reese is a Michigan educator who was living and working in China when her pain became too much to bear. Tell us about how the pain started and how you dealt with it while abroad. Yes, we taught in China for four years. We had adopted two girls from China. And while we felt like we gave them a home, we had to take them from their birth country to be able to do that. So when my husband and I retired, we got jobs in China. And I was head librarian in charge of two libraries there. And for the last year and a half that we were there, I started experiencing pain in my leg. Now, I can tell you exactly how it began. In China, you have to use squatty potties, which is virtually a porcelain hole in the floor, and you have to squat over top of them. And what happened was the sciatic nerve, I had a flare up with that. So it was very, very clear that that's what caused it to begin with. But I'm a person who doesn't like to take any of the pain medications. And I had brought with me to China Tylenol and ibuprofen. Well, let me tell you, ibuprofen is really desirable in China. You can't get it very easily. So my doctors were always impressed that I had that there. But that's how I would manage my pain. But I started having great mobility issues on top of it. I was having trouble walking and I couldn't sleep at night. There was so much pain. So I went to see what they refer to as a Western doctor, a medical doctor. And I went to see him and he sent me to physical therapy. I completed physical therapy. And the problem with physical therapy would be they were always treating the wrong thing because they couldn't figure out what was wrong with me. I went to a multitude of specialists in China had no clue what was wrong with me. When I'd go to physical therapy, they would work on muscles on a leg where the hip was completely about deteriorated, but they didn't know that. So whatever they would do in physical therapy to help, it would help that location, but just move the pain. My pain went to my knee, my pain went to my calf. It was all over my leg and they couldn't figure it out. So I went back to the doctor He took x-rays, saw minor dysplasia at the base of my back, sent me back to physical therapy, much to their dismay because they said, we did all we could for you. I said, my doctor wants me to do it again. We did physical therapy all over again, got the same results. Hmm. I went back to the doctor. They didn't know what to do. So at this point, they sent me to a Chinese medical facility. And there I underwent several Chinese therapies. The first one was cupping, and cupping is they roll in a cart with jars. They're sterilized. He took the jar out. He had a wooden stick with a gauze at the end. They lit it on fire. They put it around the cup, waited for a few seconds, and then laid it down on top of my leg. Now, the Chinese believe if you can draw out the old blood and replace it with new blood, no matter what's wrong in your body, it can get fixed by that. So I did the cupping. We did Chinese acupuncture. And I really think at times it was helpful. But what would happen was they would mix it with doing the stretches in between. And whatever we accomplished with acupuncture got undone with the physical therapy. But the worst of it 
was the full body cracking. And the last time I went, which after I describe it, you'll understand why it was the last time. The Chinese doctor climbed on top of the table, climbed on top of me. He took one hand and placed it on one shoulder, retch over to gra grab my leg and boom, did a full body crack. I'm a person who has a high tolerance of pain. It's probably the only way I ever made it back to the United States with as much pain as I was in. But I have a high tolerance. I screamed, I started to cry. My husband ran over and said, that's it. No more body cracking, we are out of here. And we left. And so we didn't even really know how we were gonna get me home from China. But we took a little dog with us and regulations changed. And so our little dog was required to have a layover. So we flew from China to Korea and had a 12 hour layover and they have sleeping pods there so I could rest there and then I could make the rest of the journey. So having the dog with us was an aggravation because we had to go to Korea, but it's probably the only way I was able to get myself back to the United States. Because the regulations required you give the dog a break, so you took a break. Yes. <laughs> because of my dog, I actually probably was the one who I benefited more than she did by the break. That's how it all came about in China. So when you returned to the United States, how long were you here before you sought medical treatment here at home? Probably within two weeks, I had an appointment with my family physician. Dr. Tammy Phillips, Dr. Phillips did an examination and in the first five minutes said, girl, you are too young to have a hip this bad. I felt like a fool because I went, my hip, it's my hip. It all made sense then because I could think of how my pain, where it came from and things. And yes, literally it was my hip. And she said, you know, I know this new guy in town, don't know very much about him, but I hear he's good. I'm going to refer you to him and thank God that she did. So, Dr. Lewis, this is where you enter the picture. What was Kathy's diagnosis? And tell us about that first meeting. She came to my clinic and we took some x-rays and she had severe osteoarthritis of her left hip. Really, really bad. In fact, we're pretty sure that during that last body cracking, there was a spur that broke off because there was just a piece of bone just floating out pretty close to her hip joint, but kind of out in the breeze. She was visibly uncomfortable in my clinic. She had her cane with her and basically you leaned on your husband while you were there and didn't mm -hmm. fully sit in the chair. No, that's true. Yeah. Um, so anything I did to your hip when I did my physical exam was aggravating your pain. Mm -hmm. That's essentially it. I mean, she just had an extremely bad hip and had already tried a lot of non-operative stuff. So then doctor, you have to make the decision on the timeline to get somebody treatment. What was your first priority when it came to treating her pain and her condition? What were you trying to accomplish? What I wanted to do was get her back to her normal life as much as I could. She had already lived with this for a couple of years. And since she had already tried non-operative modalities and essentially drug herself into my clinic, you could tell mm -hmm. that she needed to have her hip done sooner rather than later. So you scheduled a procedure. What procedure did you perform? A left total hip. And for people who haven't had a family member have a hip replaced recently, what does that mean? Essentially what I did was in an arthritic hip, you wear out the cup and the ball of the hip. And essentially what I do is I replace both of them. 
There's components that I can place that restore basically a functional joint surface to the hip on both the ball and the cup. And Kathy, <laughs> let's start with that first appointment, back up a little bit and start with that first appointment with Dr. Lewis. What happened from your perspective during that first appointment? Well, everything that he explained to you, but there's also another part of Dr. Lewis that he might necessarily speak up and say. He was about to be married in a few weeks and he scheduled this hip replacement before he got married. That wasn't an easy thing to do, I don't think. But it was important to him because he looked at me and knew I had gone through so much and was continuing to go through so much that it was important for him to move heaven and earth. And he did to make sure that surgery happened as quickly as it could. And even before he went on his own wedding. And I think that that is incredible and is worthy of noting. <laughs> so doctor, your idea of a bachelor party is to uh, perform a, a surgery on a patient. Yes. And we all have our hobbies. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So what does follow-up care look like for Kathy? What did you do after the surgery and what is she continuing to do now from your perspective, doctor? Usually, especially with coronavirus, we've been doing either same day you can go home or just a one night stay. Initial follow-up, if you don't stay the night, I give you a call, usually post-operative day one or two. You come and see me at two weeks. We get the staples out, take hip x-rays. For Kathy, I was still using the anterior lateral approach, and she had hip dislocation precautions for the first six weeks. Can you explain uh, what, that, what those terms mean? What that means is to do that surgery, I have to put in your, I have to basically dislocate your hip. And if you get in the position that I put you in during that surgery, you could run into an issue with dislocating. That's usually for about six weeks to allow the soft tissues to heal. And once they've healed in, then you can start doing your normal activities. I'm actually going towards the anterior approach for my total hips now. I actually don't have my patients do any hip dislocation precautions. So that's one of my newer things that I have in my practice. But typically I have someone follow up with me again at six weeks. We take x-rays again, see how they're doing. At that point, if their mobility hasn't quite come back, I might get them in physical therapy, depending on how they're doing. See them again at 12 weeks for, I don't want to say a final check, but to make sure everything from the initial has been going reasonably well. And at that point, I either see them in six months or two a year for their one-year anniversary to see how they're doing. And would it be fair to say that Kathy's condition was severe when she came to see you? It certainly was. You could tell that for her age, she shouldn't be using a cane and not able to sit in a chair. Mm -hmm. I joke with my patients that I almost want them dragging themselves in before <laughs> I do a joint replacement on her. She actually did. So you could tell that she needed to have something done. Uh, she needed to be taken care of. Now, post-operatively, how would you characterize her progress? She did quite well. She was one of my star patients. She got through using the walker, the cane, and out to normal walking from not being mobile at all for so long. She did have to go to a little physical therapy to get a little strength back since it was giving her right side a little trouble about six months ago. But she has been doing some exercise in the pool from the way it sounds and getting strengthened back up. Kathy, let's talk about your recovery. What can you do now that you couldn't do before surgery? How has your life changed? My God, he gave it back to me. 
I mean, literally gave me back my life. Immediately, I can tell you that the pain and even the issues walking after the surgery were better than what I had been dealing with just before the surgery. So he took away all of that pain for me. And what can I do? There is a long list of what I could do. I don't have to walk with a cane anymore. And I don't have to grab a hold of tables and furniture to keep myself up. I can bend down and do gardening work. I didn't think I'd ever be able to do that again. Work in my garden, a simple thing, you know get in and out of the pool all by myself, decorate for holidays. Anybody who knows Kathy Reese knows that you can come into my house, whatever holiday it is, and I look like a Hallmark star. That was something that was really important to me. I can go on vacations and actually walk around with everybody else. I can't tell you how it felt when we were in Cambodia and I literally got myself trekked through the jungle back to where the waterfall was. And I had to sit on the banks and just watch my family enjoy it because I couldn't get down to the water. And that was really discouraging for me. I couldn't take long distant car rides because my legs would ache. After the surgery, I could do that again. I didn't have to wrestle around in bed every night, tossing and turning and going this way and that way. I was always trying to escape the pain get away from the pain, just so that I could be able to sleep. I can do stairs all on my own again. I can just go on and on and on. So when I came back from China, you have to imagine, I thought having gone through all of these doctors and Chinese medicine and everything, I must have muscular dystrophy. I must have some type of debilitating disease. I thought that I was probably headed to spend my life in a wheelchair. So while he restored my ability to walk, he restored something much more important to me, which was he restored hope in my heart and knowledge suddenly that I was going to be able to live a normal life like I had before, that I never would have thought I would have had a year and a half prior to that. What he's given back to me is my life, my very life. And I don't know how to explain it any better than that. That is orthopedic patient Kathy Reese and orthopedic surgeon Dr. James Lewis with MidMichigan Physicians Group. As always, if you have health concerns, the best place to start is your primary care provider. If you need help finding a primary care provider, go to midmichigan.org doctors. And for more information on MidMichigan's care for joints, muscles, and bones, head to midmichigan.org orthopedics. I'm Jerry O'Donnell. Thank you so much for listening. Check back again soon for another episode of Health Dose.